welcome to the Storm Racked Library, an actual play audio journal. I am your librarian, Paul, continuing my game of A Torch in the Dark. We will go ahead and dive right in, although I think that I would like to start by just setting a little uh, scene before I delve into the next dungeon. Uh, in the last dungeon, I met a couple of companions along the way, and even though game mechanics-wise they won't be traveling with me necessarily in future dungeons, um, I think that I uh, managed to set aside some time for one of them, uh, Ashtar, uh, who is a sharpshooter, um, and the two of us just uh, sort of uh, hang out every once in a while uh, in the weeks between delving into a dungeon to uh, set the stage. We're both uh, halflings, uh, I am AU, the unionized lumberjack, uh, pronouns they, them. Uh, and I think we're just kind of chilling out, uh, drinking a beer, uh, having a good day. Um, but I think that is rare in uh, the city of Kynber, uh because of the whole revolution and the undead and everything like that. Um, so I think this is like a day of respite where a lot of the rest of the time we are not necessarily going into dungeons, but we are sort of doing everyday sorts of things, maybe helping out in houses of healing or helping sweep uh, buildings or structures that are known to be haunted. That sort of thing happens all the time, and this is the day off. I'm kicking back with Ashtar, uh, who was just very successful maybe at... Uh, uh, at uh, a little battle, uh, maybe up in the north, uh, and has come back to have this uh, this little meal with me. I think we're just uh, hanging out and chatting, and uh, I'm not going to uh, duplicate the conversation or anything, but just to give the vibe, I think we go back and forth about our adventures, probably uh, sharing stories of victories and injuries that we have taken. Um, and I think the gist of the conversation is that the mood in the city is dour, uh, that nobody really thinks that we're going to win uh, against the undead because they're undead and no consistent method has been found to defeat them. So I think there's a real sense of hopelessness. Um, we see AU uh, looking at their socialist literature a lot. Um, I think keeping a little bit uh, of a diary on the side. Um, AU personally also is not necessarily in great shape. Um, they are low on conditions, only one out of four conditions I mean, corruption's low, but, but they use stress as high, so he's just sort of feeling it every time there's something negative that happens in the city. Um, they do have a little bit of treasure reserved, um, but there's just nothing in the city for offer. So when they go to stock up, there's nothing available. When they go to get good food or good drink, there's very little available, or it's rotting, or it's too expensive. Um, and so uh, th this is a very rare moment, so it's positive, but it is amidst uh, very, very dour circumstances that, uh, that is lingering over things. All right, with that, I am going to dive into the next adventure. Uh, we will hear from Brada, twice betrayed. The Lord Commander was the Emperor's Marshal and one of the chief architects of the invasions that would establish Titan Kine's empire. 
He was killed in one of the first battles of the revolution. He thought he would be safe from the fighting, that he would be given the right of ransom. We sent the emperor his body. Sigvard Bane and his family were buried under Fort Kine, keep at the center of Kineburg. Some say that Fort Kine was built upon the ruins of another castle back when the empire was still a scheme cooking in Titan Kine's mind. No one knows how deep those catacombs penetrate into the earth, but we need to know what is going on down there. We need to know what the last emperor's death curse has done to warp those tight passageways. Expect long and winding halls. Also, I often heard rumors of some sort of insect infestation in the catacombs. This delve will be more difficult than the last few. Be wary, friend. So this is the catacombs of Lord Commander Sigvard Bane. Our goal is to find the King of Spades which will allow us to kill the Lord Commander. So somewhere in this deck of 54 cards with two jokers is the King of Spades, and I have to find it. This could be a long one, and I'm not uh, exactly stocked up here, so this could end badly for old AU, the unionized lumberjack. We begin with the Nine of Clubs. You spot an undead knight wandering the catacombs ahead of you. Risk it times two. So we have ourselves an undead knight. Uh, I think AU has been forewarned about how dangerous this mission is going to be. And so uh, despite the fact that uh, they are uh, underarmed and armored, um, they are ready to sort of apply themselves and are approaching this dungeon cautiously. So I think I'm going to make use of my hunt skill as, uh, uh, as well as my calm under fire skill just to set the stage that I'm moving very slowly into this uh, set of catacombs. Um, I think I've probably already been there for like half a day just because I'm taking it really slowly, uh, making camp, uh, scouting around. Um, I am alone, which is always dangerous. I'm going to use my hunt and my calm under fire. Um, and I think the way that I'm going to approach this night to begin with uh, is to uh, use some wrecking tools that I have uh, to uh, make a distraction. So I'm going to, to take one of my tools and throw it into the hall opposite um, and hope that that will let me get a jump on this, uh, on this undead knight. Uh, so that's going to be three dice altogether. Now I rolled a six, a three, and a two, and you always keep the highest dice, so a six is a total success. Um, so just as I described it, uh, I throw the wrench, uh, it clangs around, uh, the knight stands up to his full height, um, and I'm picturing, uh, despite the fact that this is a very industrial revolution style uh, of environment, this is a very medieval knight. This is a really old uh, creature from somewhere deep below these catacombs. Um, someone does not belong in the time or the place that we are. Um, big shield, um, I think not fully skeletal, like you can still see the dregs of of hair and flesh, um, as if he has somehow been preserved over the years. Um, and as he is distracted, uh, I am going to just 
charge and swing my axe, uh, knowing that I just need to like take this dude's head off. Uh, so that's going to be my axe again, my hunt, and my calm under fire. We get to roll 3d6 again. Now I have rolled two sixes and a five. Uh, it looks like you clear a stress or corruption. So I am going to clear a stress. That means I have three stress available instead of two. That could come in very, very handy uh, in this mission. And I think this works uh, like a charm. I, uh, I charge. He's distracted. He turns his head at the last minute. You hear sort of a groan. And then off comes his head. Slam into the wall. Smashes the skull into pieces. And this night is no more. The Jack of Spades. The catacombs here have been excavated by a massive spider. Its web stretches across the cavern containing stone debris and several bodies. Its massive eight-legged body scuttles towards you. Risk it times two. All right. Um, I think that I want to say that this spider is not what I would think of as the canonical fantasy spider. This is not a shelob. Um, this is uh, like a daddy long leg style of spider. So very small sort of body, but really long, big legs that are actually a little bit thicker than you might think of. They are like as big around as my legs, and I'm a unionized mighty lumberjack. Um, and so it is able to reach out these really long legs to try to grab me or poke me without me being anywhere close. And I think uh, my strategy here uh, is going to be to lean again on my calm under fire. That's been a really handy skill to come into play with. We're going to have to see if uh, things that intersect with that, like conditions as I pick them up, might make it a little bit harder for me to use that. But I'm going to use my athletics. So this is like an obstacle course, right? I'm doing flips, jumps. Uh, moving my way around uh, with my athletic skill. I mean, I think that's it for this first one. It's just about uh, getting close enough to the spider to even to be able to do damage. This is only going to be two dice. Five and a six. So I'm starting out with excellent rolls. So it, I go full Yoda. I'm flipping. I'm twisting. I'm twirling. I make it in. I land on the spider's head. Um, and I, uh, I, for some reason, I lose my axe uh, in the flipping around. So all I'm able to do is pull out my wrecking tools and just start wailing on the spider's eyes, again, using my athletics rather than my hunt skill. But I think by this point, no longer calm under fire. Um, I am on a giant spider trying to bash his eyes. Okay, I rolled a pair of fours, so I'm totally successful, but I think the problem is that this totally trashes one of my wrecking tools. Uh, maybe it's actually like a hammer that I'm using to smash this spider's uh, skull in. Um, and uh, so my wrecking tools go from from size one to size two. All right, it looks like I also get two treasures from that, and then I have drawn the six of hearts. A revolutionary stuck in some webbing on the wall screams at you for help. Uh, I think this occurs right as uh, as a dovetail with the previous scene uh, where I have smashed the spider into bits, and I hear the screaming, and I see that there are three littler spiders crawling over uh, somebody who is attached to the wall. Um, and I, uh, I have a, a shattered hammer in my hand, so the hammer is uh, no longer useful. Uh, so all I'm able to do uh, is charge and use my athletics. Um, again, I don't think I'm calm right now, so this is only a 1d6. And I rolled a 2, so I am not successful. 
Um, I think my, uh, my consequence here is going to be uh, that I take a corruption as the uh, spider webs on the ground are filled with the dead detritus. And the spiders are not on the side of the undead, so they eat the undead just as much as they would eat insects or people, um, which means that I'm really picking up really gross corruption. Uh, and I'm able to slog my way over there. But the good news is amidst all of that corruption in the web detritus, I find my axe. I pick it up. I hoist it. My calm returns as I have my weapon once more, um, and I uh, coldly look at the three spiders. They've already injured this dude, um, but I've got to save him. Uh, so I'm going to roll 3d6. Two sixes, my second critical success for the day. I will clear yet another stress. Uh, actually, I think, unfortunately, uh, he does not survive. I, I get the spiders off of him. They have, uh, they have bitten him already. Uh, and he gasps his last breath, uh, and I stop and draw a deep breath myself, uh, and then I scamper away to find a place to make camp. The Jack of Diamonds, my making camp does not go successful. Another massive spider bursts free uh, of a nearby wall just as I am setting up camp. Uh, I am in dire straits here. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say that this is a runaway situation. I think this is all about getting away and finding a safe place. So I'm going to say that my athletic skill uh, is, uh, is reigning here. How fast can I get away from this spider? This is a 1d6. And it's a 3, which means I was not successful. Uh, I think I am going to mark another corruption. The spider catches me. Uh, it pulls me in, a bite goes into my leg. Uh, I can no longer run away, um, but I can lean on my calm under fire and hack at the legs with my double-notched axe. Here, um, which is a big axe, I'm a burly halfling, um, and I wield a big, strong, tough axe. Double sixes, third critical success of the dungeon. Clear yet another stress. Critical successes count as both of the successes that I need to defeat the spider. I just like Zelda style, swing the ax in a circle, chop off all its legs, leaving just the body of the spider unable to move. Uh, and I uh, scoop up two more treasure and I stalk away. I spend a quiet night uh, by a fire, um, very small, very covert within the catacombs. Uh, it is dark and depressive. Um, I'm able to snatch some sleep, but around midnight I hear some scratching noises it is the Nine of Diamonds, yet another undead knight. Uh, this one is bigger than the previous one, but still a medieval-style knight, big kite shield, painted armor, uh, just charging at me. Um, my uh, move here is going to be to use the fire that I have lit, so I thrust my torch into the fire, uh, and I wave the torch at the knight to try to get it under control. Again, that plus my calm under fire. This is 2d6. Oh, my gosh. Double sixes again. That is four critical successes. I've cleared my last stress. I started this dungeon with four stress. They are all cleared. That takes out the night. Uh, I am on an amazing roll here. Um, the next card is the Eight of Spades. A man in maroon robes armed with a ritual dagger ambushes you in the dark. I think this is the person who was in control of both of these knights, uh, sent the first one after me from afar. I've defeated them, 
So this uh, man in the robes was like, oh, well, I'll get up close and personal. This night fails. They are now going to just go all in, try to use my blood for some dark ritual. I have to risk it. Um, I think actually here what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can take a look at this guy um, and figure out anything about him that might lean on my persuasion skill. So I'm going to try to convince him that he should not be attacking me, but that we should be teaming up. Um, I got my socialist literature. It's come in handy before. Maybe this guy thinks I am part of the revolution, and that's what he's doing down here is trying to hunt out the dark ones. Uh, so persuasion plus my literature, 2d6. Okay, five. So I'm successful, but it does come at a small cost. Um, I think all this is is that I, I flash the literature and it buys me time, but I lose some of it. Um, so my literature goes down to one box instead of two. That might hurt down the road if I end up meeting anybody. Unfortunately, because I did not deal with the guy himself, I have drawn the nine of spades. Another undead knight, a third undead knight uh, is chasing me through the catacomb. This is now a pursuit as I delve deeper and deeper into the darkness. Uh, I'm going to lean on my athletics, uh, and I'm going to use uh, my chalk to try to... Uh, mark some passages. I know the undead knight isn't going to be able to see anything, so if I do some markings, I might be able to temporarily put my torch out, flash around into the dark, and hide from this dude. Um, so this is chalk plus uh, plus hunt of four. So another partial success. I take a condition, which is a sprained ankle. I was uh, stumbling around in the dark. Never a good idea. Um, and I'm not fully away from this dude. Um, but I found a safe place, so now it's about staying calm, um, not, uh, not making noise, not uh, doing anything. So I'm doing calm under fire, one more success, and I'll defeat this now. A five. So that's a success. I've got my two successes. Um, I do have to pick up another consequence. Uh, I think that consequence is going to be uh, another condition. Um, and I already have exhausted from previously. I think that's sort of a global exhaustion, but now I'm tired as well. I've missed half my night's sleep. I've been running for half the night. I am in a lot of trouble. And I've drawn the Ace of Spades, which unfortunately is not the King of Spades, which is the thing I'm looking for. Uh, the Ace of Spades, you are lost in the winding catacombs risk it. So I think I, uh, I wake up after a couple of hours. I know I'm in the dark. I don't know where to go, but I've escaped the night. How is it that I'm going to find my way? I think uh, I relight my torch. Um, I'm going to rely on my hunting skill. Um, I also used the chalk earlier, so I'm going to reuse my chalk here. Um, and I'm going to use my calm under fire. So I've got four dice here. Uh, really need a success. Hey, there's a six. Um, so this works uh, really well. Um, my chalk comes in handy. I can see it really well by the light of day, or by the light of my torch, rather. Um, and I'm able to proceed with three of hearts. Uh, rusted swords spring out from traps in the walls. Uh, risk it. Um, so this, I think, is going to be primarily an athletics. Um, I need to sort of dodge my way around these swords. This is sort of some Indiana Jones nonsense. I think my calm under fire will come in really handy here. Um, so that'll be two dice. Uh, let's see. Do I need to use anything else? Um, you know what? I've got the wrecking tools on me. Don't want to waste my axe here. But I think I've got like a couple of. Uh, hammers and chisels and things like that that I'm able to just use to slant aside some of the blade. There's another six, so very successful on that. The Ace of Hearts, but I'm lost again. Uh, let's see, uh, I'm very lost. I think what I do here 
is uh, I stop, uh, take track of where I am. I'm going to rely on my calm under fire again. Uh, I'm going to rely on my uh, hunt skill again. I'm trying to track things, maybe see if someone else has been this way. So that's a 2d6. Double sixes is always a good roll. Um, so that's a success. I would normally get to clear stress, but I don't have any stress to clear. Um, so I think that, unfortunately, that just gets wasted. And so I'll draw the next card. It is the five of clubs. I haven't had a five yet. A pile of dead bodies dumped here during the revolution. They start to animate. Um, you know what I'll do with that critical success is I'll spin that into uh, a uh, an extra dice in my next roll as if I had pushed myself. Um, I think what I do here is um, it's a pile of undead corpses. It's very scary. I dive right in, uh, thrust my torch in, try to burn them right away. Um, so this is um, my uh, my torch. Um, my uh, I think colander fire is probably the two things that I'm using plus the free uh, pushing myself die. All right, I've rolled a five, which is a, a partial success again. Um, I think uh, I lose one of my treasures is simply all that happens here. Um, one of my treasures maybe had a little bit of oil in it with like an Aladdin-style lamp. So I use that to, to really go the fire up, light these guys on fire, uh, and then I head right on out. All right, I've got the seven of spades now. You find a dead delver cocooned in webbing. Risk it. On a success, you gain two items. I am definitely going to risk it. I could really use some items here. Um, in fact, I'm going to push myself uh, by taking the stress. Um, I think my uh, calm under fire, my athletics, it's just hard to pull through these sticky webs to get to the guy. Um, I'm using my axe as well to help out. So that's four dice total. Really need a success here. Oh boy, one, two, two, four. So I have just managed to eke out a success. Uh, I think I take a fourth condition, um, which is um, uh, envenomed. Um, I pick up some bites from mini spiders that are in the webs. I actually got bitten a little bit earlier, so all of that is uh, sort of piling up. So that's four conditions against four skills. So one more condition and I will uh, no longer be alive. Um, but I get two items, so let's go see what items I get. I think I'm gonna picture this uh, Delver as something not too far away from the knights that I saw. So the thing that I find is the sword, which I'm gonna treat as a two box item, uh, and a shield. Um, so this is a, I would say a kite shield. Uh, so I've got a kite shield uh, and a broadsword. Um, not necessarily my favorite weapons, but uh, they could come really useful uh, in here, especially as I have gotten the Four of Diamonds. The Four of Diamonds, you come to a dead end blocked by a thick stone door with iron locks. Risk it. All right, I am going to just wail on this uh, door with my new shiny sword. Uh, so sword plus athletics. A6 is successful, so I bash down the door find the four of clubs i come into a new chamber and there's another one of these big heavy doors the frustration is really getting to me i just try to bash this second door down as well this one i only rolled a five on so i'm going to uh damage the sword 
um, I now have, in fact, I think I break the whole end off. So I have half a jagged broadsword in my inventory now, but I have made it through into the next chamber, which is the Nine of Hearts. It is that undead knight that I couldn't uh, kill earlier. This is the last nine in the deck, so it's the last undead knight that I'm going to have to face. Now, however, I have a sword and a shield and my athletics, um, and I think I regain my calm under fire. Four dice. Let's go. One, two, two, four. Again, a success by the skin of my teeth. I think the undead knight plows through my shield and knocks half of it off. So I now have uh, half a broken sword, half a broken kite shield, uh, and I am still facing a knight since I need two successes to beat it. Um, I think I throw down my sword uh, and my broken shield. I'll pick them up later. I'm relying on my trusty axe. I'm relying on my athletics, and I'm relying on my calm under fire. And you know what? I want to kill this guy. I'm going to take a stretch and push myself. This is the last of these. Let's deal with him. Two fives is not a critical success, unfortunately, but I will take it. And I think my consequence here is that uh, I am uh, not able to find a piece of treasure that I uh, earlier got. Let's say it was a uh, fancy jeweled helmet that I was able to hold on to. Well, I wasn't really able to hold on to it, and I no longer have it. Uh, so I am uh, I'm definitely struggling in a lot of ways. Um, I've only got so many more items to use up, but I fought off the last night. Uh, and we get to see what's uh, what's coming up next. Um, it is the Jack of Hearts. Uh, that is yet another giant spider. Um, although you can find treasure uh, with uh, with these giant spiders because I've captured previous adventurers. Um, I think that uh, the way that I'm going to fight this spider is I I am able to to recover my sword and shield. So I put the axe back on my back. The sword is maybe a little bit better for fending off the legs of the spider. So that's my first effort is using my sword and shield, fend off the legs of the attacking spider with my calm under fire, try to get closer to destroy. One, two, three. This time I am not successful. So good news. I mark an extra experience that fills up my experience track. And I am going to go ahead and get to add a new skill. Um, I think that new skill is going to be uh, defense. I'm going to put defense here. I'm getting good at fending things off with my shield um, and with my, my weapons. So that is going to be my new skill. And then the, uh, the consequence that I'm going to take here is a corruption uh, as I get uh, bitten and mired by this uh, terrible spider. Now I need to, uh, now the, the head of the spider comes at me uh, and I need to fend it off. I'm going to rely on my new defense skill, my athletics, and my shield, along with my calm under fire. 46. Whew. One, two, two, six. I just barely eke that one out, uh, defeating the spider and gaining two treasures. Um, I think these treasures are probably uh, like silver van braces that I tuck on to my arms. Um, they're not going to be defensive, right? Uh, they're silver, so they're very soft and squishy. Um, but uh, they look pretty. They'll be worth something if I am able to get out of this demented place. The Ace of Clubs. I think I am uh, lost in the winding catacombs again. Um, this is simply I've been walking for a while. I've been in a lot of fights. I don't know where I am. I think I'm going to retrace my steps here. I'm in sort of a dead end, so I'm going to use my hunt my calm under fire, uh, and my chalk. Hopefully I've been uh, correctly uh, laying my chalk down as I go. 
136, so that's a success. Uh, I think this is exactly as it describes, right? I find a chalk line, follow it back, uh, manage to uh, track down a place that I know, that I'm confident where I am, where I can get back to the surface, and then I plow forward along a different uh, track. And of course, the four of spades, I come to a dead end, locked by a six stone door with iron locks. Uh, I have to decide if I'm going to try to bash the door down or head back. Uh, I think I'm going to try to plow forward here. I've already been at a dead end today. I'm going to go forward. I maybe see something, some cracks in the door, some air flowing through things. So my commander fire, my hunt skill um, are able to notice the place to jam my axe in, leverage it open, uh, and open the door. A four. So that's a success, uh, which is good. Um, I also get a consequence, uh, which I think is going to be uh, that I need to... Um, uh, lose one of my treasures again. I think I get my axe in and start prying, and I can tell, oh, this is going to break my axe to do this. So I get out uh, one of my other treasures. Um, let's say it's like a scepter or something else that I've recovered. Uh, from here, leverage that in, open the door, but it breaks and I lose it. Uh, the Eight of Hearts, our old friend, the man in the maroon robes, is back. Uh, he's got a ritual dagger. He's j he's out for my blood. I think here is where I'm going to make use of the defense skill again. I'm just trying to hold him off. Uh, I don't want anything to do with magic. I want to get the hell out of here. Um, so defense, let's say I'm using, I don't think I would have my shield at the ready if he's sort of ambushing me in the dark, um, but I'm able to sort of grasp my sword um, and use my defense skill, my sword, and my common fire. There's a six, so I'm able to get away from him. Hopefully we won't encounter this weirdo anymore down here. Um, I have drawn the Ten of Spades. Several undead barons chase after delvers and feed on their flesh nearby. This is a dark one. Uh, I think I am so exhausted, so tired, that uh, my response to this is just to make sure they don't track me down. So I'm going to rely on my calm under fire, uh, and uh, that is it. Uh, I'll go ahead and push myself uh, to get two dice here. Um, I rolled a six, so that's a success. It says that I need two successes. For this one, so I'm going to need to do something else. I think now I'm trying to sneak away and pick one of them off that's a straggler. So my hunt skill, my calm under fire, uh, and my sword are going to be what I use. A couple of fives, uh, so that's a success, which is good. Um, I do pick up a consequence. Um, I think that is going to be uh, that I lose my, uh, my precious chalk. Uh, just it falls out of my pocket and it's gone, so I won't have that to rely on. Uh, that's really unfortunate. Uh, we're going to see if I'll be able to survive without my chalk down here. Um, I've drawn the King of Diamonds, not the right king that I'm looking for here. Um, the King of Diamonds is you enter a room full of strange contraptions. It appears to be an elaborate mechanism to open a door leading deeper into the catacombs. If you risk it by solving the puzzle and succeed... A secret door opens, revealing a tomb containing a treasure. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm uh, super good at solving puzzles, so my solution is to smash that with an axe and a sword at the same time, so I'll leverage that with my athletics. A six, so I'm successful, I disable the thing, um, but of course I don't get access to the treasure. What I do get access to is the king of spades, which, funnily enough, is Darth Vader on my Star Wars cards. Um, and I have found Lord Commander Sigward Bane, um, which is good, because I think too much more of this. It looks like I'm through about half the deck, maybe a little bit less. 
Um, too much more of this, and I really would have been in trouble because I only have two corruption left to mark, one more condition. Um, I do have a few items, so I could have pitched treasure, but I'm glad this one is coming to an end. Let's see what it says. The Lord Commander is slumped over the remains of a royalist, clothed in a maroon robe, chewing on their flesh. You can see the Lord Commander's body is rejuvenating. A diabolic ritual is painted on the floor. His hands end in sharp, skeletal talons. Risk it three times to get three treasures and complete the dungeon's goal. All right, I think this guy doesn't even uh, track me down. I'm picturing encountering him in a really, really large room. Um, I've delved maybe deep enough into this castle, uh, into these catacombs, that I'm at the castle that's beneath uh, the fortress that I encountered. Um, and here I found basically the king's main hall, um, and it's not this guy who was king, but he has come down here and taken on the mantle of that. I think he maybe even has a big robe, big king-style robe, as he eats these people. So my first thing that I need to do is just sneak in as close as I can to get him. Uh, that's going to be my hunt skill, uh, my calm under fire. Um, but I think that is about it. Oh, no, I could use my wrecking tools again the way I did early in this delve uh, to sort of throw him across the room and get his extraction. I got 3d6. Double sixes, that is an instant success. Uh, that clears all of the, uh, the, all three of the successes that I needed. Uh, this has been the day for critical successes. Uh, I think that's the fifth one that I have managed to get. Um, and so I sneak in, and he just never notices me. This dude's hungry. Uh, he is chomping down on these uh, other dead guys. I sneak up, uh, and I just am able to chop off his head with an axe. Uh, which uh, which is pretty great because I do not like him. I, I am glad that I do not have to get in a protracted battle with the Lord Commander here, um, and I am able to get my three treasures. I think the treasures I get are the big robe. He's got the big robe and the crown, and I'm able to take those back uh, to town uh, and trade them in. Let's see. It looks like I have four other treasures marked. So four plus three is seven. So I get to mark seven treasures. I can do my downtime activities now. Uh, let's get out the downtime list. Oh, I am super-duper wounded. That is my big issue. So I am going to head up to my doctor friend, uh, my doctor. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and try to roll three dice to clear conditions. I mean, if that doesn't work, we might be rolling again. Uh, so I'm spending three treasure. In fact, I give him the, the, the big robes and, uh, and crown just for giggles. Uh, I did roll a five, so I get to clear two conditions. Um, I think he's easily able to give me a potion to clear my envenomed. Um, and is able to wrap up my sprained ankle, so those are no longer bothering me. I'm still exhausted and tired. Going into these dungeons just really takes it out of you. Um, we'll see if maybe I go back and try to do another uh, another visit to the doctor. Um, I have four corruption, so I'm going to go ahead and mark two treasure off to go uh, go heal my corruption, which is done by uh, by cleansing. I think that's a visit to uh, to the halfling church. Uh, which is just like a big uh, uh, grove, uh, an open sort of uh, uh, park in the middle of the city. And maybe it used to be very industrial uh, when it was uh, more capitalist. And as the revolution has taken hold, we've regrown some of the trees, tried to make things uh, come back to life here. 2d6, I only rolled a 3, so I only get to clear one corruption. That was not very good. Uh, all right, uh, now I still have four treasure... Um, I would love to get rid of uh, some stress or pick up some items. Um, you know, I think I'm okay 
uh, or not too bad on items. Let's spend one on items. So I'm going to spend one treasure, roll one die. I got a five. So I get to pick up two items. Um, I'm good on like weapons and stuff because I still have my half jacket broadsword and my uh, broken kite shield. And I have, of course, my axe. So I think the two items that I'm going to pick up here are I'm going to replenish my chalk. Um, and I'm just going to pick up an extra torch. I only have one torch. Um, if you run out of torches, you die in this game, so I'll pick up an extra torch. Um, and then let's take stock of where we are here. I think my biggest problem is corruption, so I'm going to spend one more uh, one more of my stash to try to get rid of corruption. Um, I think that makes sense thematically with what I set up. The city's short on resources and supplies, so I don't think I can just keep looking for items. Um, but you can visit the temple as much as you want, sort of enjoy the peacefulness, talk to the druids. I rolled a six. That is going to clear all three of the corruption that I have. Excellent decision on my part. So my corruption's cleared. I've got two stress. I do have two conditions. Thinking about trying to get one of those healed. Yeah, I think especially I'm going to treat that as like merged with clearing the corruption. So I'll spend a another treasure. So that'll leave me with one treasure in my stash still, um, which is nice to, to have that hanging on. Um, I'll roll one die to try to clear these last conditions. I rolled a five, so I cleared them. So I think I spend like a good couple of weeks just meditating in this uh, in this central park, um, and that leaves me pretty pretty calm and ready to go for my next adventure in a torch in the dark. So it looks like I've completed four dungeons. There are five more to accomplish to get to the end of the story. Um, so I feel uh, I was feeling dire. Uh, during the start of this one, but I feel a lot better now that I've managed to uh, get through the catacombs. We'll see how the next five are next time on the Stormwracked Library. Come check us out again sometime.